This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It's been a while, but that seems to be our MO of late. So welcome, Tony. Welcome, Chad. It has been a while. <laughs> um, I, I got a listener request, and we can get to that later. I've got some clips for that. I just wanted to start out with um, uh, this. This is a heartfelt plea. So it's one of those 1980s sitcom, very special episodes. I want to speak to the 81 million people, and you know who you are. Alleged. Alleged. It, however you want to describe it. Who voted for Joe Biden? I just want to speak to you right now. This I, this is sincerely from the heart. What were you thinking? Did you not understand what you were getting? Don't tell me you didn't understand. He'd been in government for a long, long time. He didn't get smarter as he got older. He got dumber, if that's possible. He does not know what he's doing, foreign policy, domestic policy, or any policy. And yet, you were led to believe it was just Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe. Milk toast. He's a loon. Okay. You voted for him. Own it. Just own it. I'm tired of people telling me that this was a good choice. This was a horrible, horrible choice. You have saddled this country with more problems than you can imagine. And we have you to thank. So to our friend, Dr. Fia, I hope you're happy. If this is what you wanted, yay for you. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted this country to look like. This is not what I wanted. He all. is happy with his selection. So well, that's the that's the conundrum. And These that's a problem. Are impervious, impervious to reality. Well, the, the whole point being, this was a man who was supposed to bring the adults were back in power. If this is what the adults want, I want the children back because this is craziness. Now, I don't know if Joe, if uh, mm-hmm. Donald Trump would have he spent money too so i don't don't want to take the blame from him on the stimulus but man every every decision that can be made poorly has been made by the biden administration every time there's the right decision the wrong decision he always chooses the wrong decision in my opinion i think it's the right decision from the democratic party i think the gas prices are exactly what they want this is this goes back to the obama administration they have been striving for this for decades yep Joe Biden sort of gave it away because, of course, unless the Easter Bunny is minding him everywhere he goes, um, he says things that his minders would prefer he not say. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he said at one of his more recent appearances was, we're going through an incredible transition. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. look, here's, here's the thing. Uh, this is not going to get better anytime soon. It is getting worse by the day. And it will continue to get worse in ways that people do not even fathom right yeah. now. Chad, wait until we roll into uh, the winter months mm-hmm. for people that are paying literally 400% higher fuel costs. I mean, this has this has real-world disastrous consequences, okay? People and, – and this is what – this is what always is the result is that the people – that are the most affected, the as the as the progressives like to say, the hardest hit 
are always the people that they claim to support. The people mm-hmm. who are at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder, minorities, whatever, they're the ones that take the worst of these policies. Do they care? Nope. No, not really, because those people are an abstraction to them. They like to talk about groups and how we're going to pursue justice, but at an individual level, they couldn't give a rip nope. what a nope. plumber or a truck driver or a fireman in New York or St. Louis is dealing with to actually get by in their centrally planned utopia that is first of all have you taken a look at your 401k lately <laughs> i try not to of late uh, it is now driving people to not be able to be be retired yeah. for yeah. The, you know for five years i mean this is this is not theoretical what their well, policies it, have done is immoral as our as our friend dr fia likes to wax on about the immorality of donald trump well you know what I think that immiserating most of the country intentionally because of completely irrational progressive policies, that's far more immoral than a guy who sends out vituperative mean tweets. Sorry, those are not comparable to me. So I, I want to, I want to, I like to do this switcheroo. Sometimes we do this. If the current president was a Republican, and all of these economic factors existed, there would be no let up from our dishonest media just berating him. Every day in every way, you would not be able to get away with it. Peter Ducey asks the White House spokesperson, I can't, Jean, Jean-Pierre Jean something Croissant, or other, I can't remember his name. who knows? Whatever. She said, or he said, you know, when the, the stock market was up, Biden was crowing. Now, all the gains that he are that gone, were, are all completely gone. Everything you would have gained is gone since he took office and you hear nothing. You're crickets. Well, we, we don't believe people understand that people understand that. How many times do I got to hear that the economy is amazing and all the jobs and all the just a wonderful, wonderful everything that's ever happened? Again, Yet, how, no responsibility. How, how contemptuous are they? of the people they are talking to as they gaslight into infinity. The, he just gave a speech today. Oh, yeah. people's savings are up. The economy is good. <laughs> I mean, not you know, true. What I would prefer that they do is just be honest and say, look, you lemmings, this yeah. is what we've been attempting to do for a long time. Uh, we, we know that this is going to be better in the long run because we're enlightened and you're not. So guess what? Just sit back and take it. That's just the way it's going to be. I mean, in, I mean, it's almost as if, well, and we can talk a little bit later if we get to it, what is likely to happen to them in the midterms. But I don't think they have any, any appreciation for the literal rage that is building throughout the country as people go to the gas station and now every fill up is a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me play a clip. So last week, uh, Jimmy Kimmel did an in-kind donation to the democratic party when he had 24 minutes of sleepy Joe Boot licking. Yes. So I want to place a clip or two from him. Uh, this was a, a listener request, but you, this, let's listen to this clip. 
They're charging as high as a thousand bucks a month in some places, average six hundred forty-seven dollars a month on average. Well, if I pass what I want to get done, which we can do, we can do it relatively easy. But it's not going to cost more than thirty-five dollars a month. It costs these companies. No, no, I'm not. This, this is not as our friends on Fox would say socialism. This is very practical. They have it costs ten bucks to make a vial. So charging $35 gives them, you know, a significant profit. They don't need, for example, our oil companies. Oil companies, instead of everybody says, well, Biden won't let them drill. They have, they have 9,000 drilling sites that they've already owned that are there. They're not doing it. You know why? Because they make more money not drilling and buying back their own stock. It's all screwed up. No, and that's the and, thing. Is well, that- it is screwed up, but... We are only a few votes away from being able to straighten it out. We have to get the message across in a way that is understandable to people like the folks in my family we grew up. So he was talking about insulin charging, mandating $35 a month, and it costs $10 to make. So that gives him a, he didn't say $25 right. profit, but it gives him $25. And he talks about the oil companies. They make more money by not selling sure. oil. Um, not sure how the that interesting works. question. Well, of course. So price controls, th- those always work. Oh yes, right. Yes. Yeah, yes. let's impose let's impose top down price controls. In fact, they were floating. Of course, they were the idea that they were going to impose a windfall profits tax <laughs> yes. on oil producers. Now, Chad, mm-hmm. uh, what would what would that cause? At least to anyone who is not economically illiterate. Well, I believe they'd drill less and they'd sell less. That's right. Not only would they drill less, but we would constrict supply because Mm -hmm. why would I go and produce something that I'm simply going to have the government take from me in terms of my profitability? But also any of those costs when they still decided to drill would be once again passed on to the consumer. So you would simultaneously increase price and reduce supply. I mean, he's making Jimmy Carter look like Abraham yes. Lincoln at this point. It well, is, it is. And so again, what I come back to is this is not, even though Joe is not oriented to time and location, as we've said many times, um, this is not by accident. Okay? No. These people are not stupid. They well, think that be. they think yes. that we're stupid, but they are pursuing a very clear agenda that if you are paying attention to what the Obama administration has said, and these are holdovers from that administration, it's the same playbook, only now they're pushing it even harder. Yeah. So I, I believe that Joe and Bernie Sanders must have had the same economics professor who did not understand economics because you don't make more money by not selling the product even if the price is higher you have less of it you'd want more of it at that price but you're not going to get it what tony's alluding to we're not even alluding to speaking up saying the goal so so step back a second so right now um because it's hard to get labor in this country uh they've had to pay higher wages well at some point the higher wages and we talked about this previously the higher wages will lead to automation or other methods of delivering whatever the product is it's too expensive when labor's cheap but when labor gets more expensive you start to say and here's an example in um, fast food restaurants there's robots that will flip the hamburgers so you won't be a burger flipper because it costs more to pay you as the employee than it does to get the robot to flip the hamburgers the same thing's happening with the gas 
if it make if they make it so expensive to buy gas, you won't have a car. They'll make you go to mass transit. They'll make you do electric or whatever they deem is appropriate for you at that time. The design is to kill what you're currently doing. Now, what's that mean in the big scheme? From my perspective, it is they they the government then controls more of your life because if you have to rely on somebody else to get you back and forth to places, now you're relying on local state or federal government to get you back and forth. They control your movement. You know, we talked about the guns before. They control the guns. To If you don't like that, then too bad because you don't have any guns to fight back. You don't have anything to resist with if that's what you chose to do. Not that I'm suggesting that. But yeah. the, it's all government control of your life. The money comes from the government. The, the ability to gain, be gainfully employed comes from the government because if you can't get to your job, you don't have a job. So all this is designed to make us, and I think there was a quote from, um, I don't know if it's transportation or who it was in the Obama administration that said, we want to get gas prices to what they have in Europe, which at that time was seven or $8 a gallon. Yeah. That's well, what they we, want may, we may here. exceed that by the end of the summer. Well, that's the thing. They're not going down and they're not going to go down. And the, the apology toward the Saudis is a joke They're they're not going to pump more oil for Joe Biden. Why would they? What do they have to gain from that? You know, they well, keep and us. See, and that's again, so that is what, in my view, um, is so enraging about this mm-hmm. is he constantly strides to the podium and says things like, we're doing everything we can. Well, no, of course you're not doing everything you can because you're in thrall mm-hmm. to your radical base. Uh, who have wanted, you know, the the eco-alarmists, the doom mongers, who want the destruction of the fossil fuel industry. Of course, completely incapable of understanding that if you actually destroyed the fossil fuel industry, which they're trying to do, you will return us to a state of the of pre-modernity because they have no conception of the amount of energy it takes to run our economy. No conception of the fact that literally, probably eighty percent of the things in your home on mm-hmm. your house are made with oil or some sort of, you know, fossil fuel. They, they don't understand any of this. Yeah. This for them is simply we've identified demon oil and we want it to be gone. And then we will have some sort of, you know, flubber based flux capacitor going forward. Uh, but the interesting thing is, and, and I need to make a comment here. Um, so the new spokesperson for mm-hmm. the Biden administration, Jean Pierre. Now, mm-hmm. She was, this is, this was made explicit. She was chosen because she is a woman and a woman of color. And we have to conclude the intersectionality an LGBTQ RSTUV plus person. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't care less. What is, what is unbelievable and, and almost um, sort of offensive to me is not the fact that she spouts, prevarications and spins on behalf of the administration. That's her job description. But how abysmal she is at her job. Chad, have you watched any of these press conferences? Now, this person literally cannot answer mm-hmm. a question without looking, staring down at her briefing binder, which she she barely reads Uh, I mean, it is amazing to me that they could not at least find someone who was articulate enough to spout the administration's propaganda in a way that literally 
didn't make people who I'm sure know this woman cringe in embarrassment for her. She should never have been put in that position. And it is incredible that this is the person that strides forth every day to present the position of this White House. It's amazing to me. It's amazing that Jen Psaki was an improvement over this woman. That's oh, hard to absolutely. believe. I mean, in terms of just ability to think on one's feet, to, mm-hmm. to think clearly, to read coherently. I mean, all of those things, even though everything that Saki was saying was equally mendacious. Um, sure. she, she's not even, I mean, I bet in private moments, Saki has to be saying to herself, you know, this is, this is absurd that this mm-hmm. person is out there. Has to be. It should be. At this point, she should be. Um, I want to play another clip from that, from the Jimmy Kimmel uh, love fest. Um, and, I don't and think this I can one, take too many more of these clips. Well, that's okay. I, I think this, this could be the last one. I just want you to hear this and, and we'll talk about it afterwards, but it really, it's like somebody's living in bizarro world, but let me play this. And so there's a lot we can do, but the bottom line is, I think that we've seen such a radical shift in one party and the ability of that party to the, that minority of the ma, the MAGA yeah. folks. It's like we're living in two it. countries at once. Yeah. And, and it's so, like but you but, can be, you can, you but can I've be. Never, I've sorry. never been more optimistic in my life. So I'll tell you why. I, why are you so optimistic? No, it I, makes no sense. No, it does. <laughs> Look at the kids. Look at the young people. Best educated, least prejudiced, most giving generation in American history. Turn on the television now. You turn on the, no, I'm serious. Right, there's something to that. Yeah. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV. Look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from in, increase the the access to education, healthcare. Look what we did in healthcare. So he's talking about a radical shift in one party. I think he doesn't realize he's saying the quiet part out loud because it's the Democratic Party, not the Republicans, which is what he's trying to say. <laughs> Who knows what he's trying to say? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying you, to buy knees well, at here. At the end of that clip, they actually cut him off and went to commercial because yes. he was starting to veer into dementia land. Um, yes. Oh, it's it's just <laughs> unbelievable. Well, think about what he just said there. So, if if I'm McDonald's, do I not sell Big Macs because I don't have a biracial couple in the commercial? Is that somehow? Does somebody say, "Oh, we're we're a black woman and a white man"? And we can't eat at McDonald's because you don't ever show us people like us eating McDonald's. Really? It, or shampoo? I, I don't – I understand that there's this desire to to show the society. I mean, we hear that all the time with LGBTQ characters on TV shows. You know, we've got to have at least one on a, a main cast of four. At least one? If you, if well, you, went, by, and, and if you went by their proportions – on any on any television show or commercial, one would actually think that the United States was seventy eight percent LGBT. Yeah. So it, and maybe that works on the TV. Maybe, but a commercial. 
I don't buy the product or choose the product based on who is in the commercial. Really? I don't. <laughs> but, I, that just, but, just but here's the thing, Chad, me. I, I don't, You don't. I, well, and most sane people do not. But I can tell you this. Yeah. There are people out there who are of the identity politics guild sure. who are bean counting that stuff incessantly. I guess. They, I mean, look, Chad, there's people out there that are pointing out, well, uh, you know, the, uh, the cast of that movie was not, there were, there were no Samoan people and yes. there were only 12.7% African Americans, which is less than their percentage of the population. This, I mean, we laugh about this, but this is actually going on. Yeah. Well, wasn't there a, a Disney cartoon um, in the last two or three years and it was an Asian uh, dragon something and they they cast a female, an Asian female, but it was not a Vietnamese yes. Asian female. Yes, it was, she was, was a Chinese. Right. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? They're not like, kidding. Really? I, that stuff just boggles my mind because I don't, I don't think like that. I, I mean, you want to put a buyer's couple on, I don't care. If I want the product, I'll buy the product. If I don't want the product, I won't buy the product. I don't care who's selling it. I don't care what the product is. If I don't want it, how you present it is not relevant. Now, I will say, if I see uh, an actor or an actress that I don't like and they're selling a product, I start to think in my head, maybe that's a company I don't want to do business with because I don't really like that person. I don't like, like if Sean Penn is trying to sell me something, I'm not going, hmm, somebody made a bad decision because they chose Sean Penn as their spokesperson, and he's crazy. So I don't <laughs> yes, really want to yes, deal with is. him. So <laughs> maybe, maybe there is something to that to an extreme. But if it's just some random actor or actress I've never seen before, I don't really care who it is. If I want the product, I'll buy it. If I don't, I won't. That's pretty simple. Now, at inflated prices, obviously, today. I just I struggle to see that Joe Biden has has rationally connected and, and the rest of his administration. Again, we were told the adults are back in charge. We don't have an energy policy. We don't have a transportation policy, which would include the Wait, supply we do, chain. No, we do have an energy policy. The energy policy one. is to suppress uh, as quickly as possible and as ruthlessly as possible all domestic oil and natural gas production. That is our current energy policy. Oh, and to seek oil from enemies of our country, because that will enhance not only our economy, but our national security. That's the plan. Yeah. Which if you know anything about national security does not make a lot of sense. Um, not sure where they got there. I, I, what I feel like is all the criticism of the Trump administration, all the things like, like somebody said, uh, if January 6th was an insurrection, we'll talk about January 6th coming here in a second, but if January 6th was an insurrection, Donald Trump would still be president and gas would be $1.89 a gallon. So it, that didn't happen, obviously. But all, the, all the, the things that were said about the Trump administration, some legitimately honest and, and accurate, but all the things, he's, he's enthralled to Putin, he's, he's a, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's got no diplomatic policies, everything's bad. That all actually fits the Biden administration. They, they don't know what they're doing on the world stage. They don't know what they're doing domestically. And they keep telling us we're doing everything we possibly can. And yet, they, I mean, he had, a, he had a press conference, inflation, number one problem. What's he done about it? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely well, but, nothing. But again, when you say absolutely nothing, 
it's, to, to that's almost it. that's almost a it's a false dilemma because the only thing that he can do is reverse his own policies, and Correct. that's what he won't do. So so it is in some ways unfair to say to Biden, uh, you know, you haven't done anything about inflation because he's made it clear that he's the remedy for inflation. He is unwilling, absolutely ideologically unwilling to use. So of course he can't combat inflation. They're the ones that catalyze the inflation to begin with. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. His policies are the reason we have the problem and the only way to is repudiate now and now we're going to roll out the usual playbook of you know we'll get elizabeth it's big grocery it's it's big trucking it's big oil it's windfall profits you know again they never can manage to explain why this strategy that the oil companies are now supposedly employing uh they were not employing when gas was under two dollars a gallon it's it's almost like we have a greed cycle where the ceos wake up every you know six (laughs) months twirl their mustaches and say it's now time to implement operation yes. obscene profits once again yes well let's do this let's do it elizabeth warren wanted so let's touch on the january 6th committee or again the prime time democratic party narrative um the, the democratic show i i did read that more people watched a rerun of young sheldon than watched <laughs> the january 6th committee it's- and i watched the 12 minutes of previously unseen footage and i came away with yawn yeah Um, nobody listen here's here's the problem for their soviet show trial okay mm -hmm. in a country that is ablaze in terms of everything is melting down people can't make their monthly bills nobody cares nobody other than of course the die hard you know Mm -hmm. rachel maddow watchers or whatever well they're already hooked so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter the, the, what they're attempting to do, which is again, uh, desperately try to make this about Trump again, diversion, squirrel, whatever. I mean, now, now apparently they're, you know, you hear the rumblings about, we may have enough, we may have enough for a, a criminal, criminal indictment. I, I actually, I actually would dare them to, to do that uh, because people are so fed up with their show, you're gonna you're gonna pursue your your orange whale yet again, right? Two impeachments wasn't enough. Now now you're going to try to uh, you know cobble together some criminal indictment. Okay, okay. Um, no, nobody's paying attention, and and why is nobody paying attention? Because there are many other things in the country that are far more important that they're concerned about. But more importantly, they also recognize that this is a completely partisan endeavor, right? You've got no legitimate conservative Republicans on that panel. They picked the two that are, are literally pathological in their hatred for Trump. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you've got seven loaded for bear democratic pipe hitters. Well, that sounds like a good, that sounds like a good process. And as they did with everything else, they're selected, they're editing testimony, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're. I mean, this is again, supposedly an investigation, right? Why aren't we talking about all the things that went on, including you know, why in the world have we not prosecuted the cop for shooting Ashley Babbitt? Uh, why have we, why have we failed to investigate now, which was revealed in, in I, I think a couple of days ago that apparently a staffer of Chuck Schumer was notified about a potential from the, by the FBI about potential activity and it was never passed on to the Capitol police. Gee, that sounds odd. 
I wonder mm. why that happened. No, no, we're not, we have no interest in any of those things. None. No. Well, if you didn't, if you hadn't seen any other footage and you only watch those 12 minutes, it does look damning. I, I don't disagree. Well, listen, you and I have already had this conversation. Yeah. And, and I don't know how many times we can say this. There were people there that got completely out of hand, that mm-hmm. went into the building, that committed criminal acts, okay, and throw the book yep. at them. Now, Every here's one the them. thing. The book that is getting thrown at these people, however, is not at all proportionate to what, what the normal penalties for those kind of crimes should be. Let, let's not forget, even though that people like our friend Dr. Fia want to characterize this as, you know, the, the most awful thing in the history of the country, the government, right? It was a coup. They attempted to overthrow the government. Now, again, these are all the same people that they say are gun-clinging deplorables who are stocked to the gills with their weapons of war, and yet they didn't find a single one. Yeah, no guns. No guns. <laughs> the only so, people with guns were the Capitol Police. I mean, so the, I mean, this is this is laughable, right? The, the, you can call it whatever you want, but it, it wasn't an insurrection, and it wasn't a coup. And anyone who says differently has a political agenda. So yeah. you know what? Stop trying to make me believe, gaslight me into thinking that you actually care about this, because. What we've talked about as well is why is this committee and why was there never a committee formed when Donald Trump was inaugurated where there were riots and fires and 200 arrests in and around D.C. during his inauguration? Have you heard a single additional peep about that, Chad? No, no. you're not going and to. Those riots, in many ways, even though, yes, they didn't go into the Capitol building, but as I said, there's a famous photograph of around dusk in DC on the day of the inauguration taken from a drone or a plane where you can literally see six or seven massive fires burning Mm -hmm. in the middle of the city. Now flip that into let's make that what happened on January 6th. And there would once again be wall to wall, you know, the DOJ would be out searching for anyone who owns a MAGA hat to, to take them to Gitmo. But, but no one cared. And no one cared because it's appropriate and okay to riot. Uh, oh, and let's just juxtapose this with one more thing. So have you seen the plea deal that was handed down to the two Philadelphia lawyers who decided it would be cool to throw Molotov cocktails at police cars. Have you been following this story? I have been. And it's, it's frustrating. So here's the point. This gets to our selective system of justice, which is also, uh, if you want to talk about the best way to tear apart a country, just demonstrate that justice is handed down based on your party affiliation or your ideological, uh, position. These people who are domestic terrorists, that is the proper word, they were out in the street because they hate Trump and who knows what, protesting George Floyd, and they were trying to murder police officers by burning them to death in their police cars by throwing incendiary devices at them. These people have been now pled down twice, including the first agreement somehow having been rejected by the DOJ to an even lesser sentence, which is literally something like 10% of what the normal sentencing guidelines would be. Meanwhile, we have people who were arrested on January 6th who are still rotting in prison, who have not actually been charged, have not been able to have a trial, and even more importantly, Chad, tell the 
the people that perhaps were not aware of this story, what recently happened to one of the gubernatorial candidates for governor in Michigan? <laughs> well, do you want to play the clip where Biden says we should arrest him? Or yes, just... <laughs> please do. <laughs> so let me play that for you. It is our fault that people in the House and Congress can take responsibility for it, but it is our fault because we need to stop this. We need to do it. Well, we did last time, as I said, and it, and it expired in 2004. Can't and, you and issue an executive order? Trump passed those out like Halloween candy. Yes, sir. <laughs> it, isn't that something that could happen? Well, I, I, I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with these, everything having to do with guns, gun ownership, whether or not you have to have a waiting, but all, all the things that are within my power. But what I don't want to do, and I'm not being facetious, I don't want to emulate Trump's abuse of the Constitution and constitutional authority. Mm. And, mm. and so, and I mean that sincerely, because I often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you got to send even, them to jail, uh, you know. <laughs> there's that little box directly to jail. Yeah, no, no he okay. was joking. I think about the monopoly. Oh, yeah. No, no. But here's, so again, of course, you know, this is all yep. pure projection, right? Jimmy Kimmel yep. is just an unabashed yeah. shill. But, but the day after this happened, uh, the leading Republican governor, gubernatorial candidate in Michigan was arrested because he was at the January 6th rally, didn't do anything necessarily, but he was there. Well, and, so, so let's, and let's make it clear. It wasn't just that he was arrested. So the yeah. FBI showed up in force at his home. They did a home raid mm-hmm. on the Republican candidate for governor in Michigan and to arrest him for a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor. Yeah. Yeah. And if you read the indictment, what the indictment basically says is he was standing on an architectural feature at the Capitol and waving his arms for others to go inside. That, that is literally the yep. extent of the charges, and yet they deployed an FBI go team to show up at this guy's house and put him in cuffs. Meanwhile, That's amazing, isn't it? Meanwhile, we've got Molotov cocktail couple being pled out. We've got, oh, Joe Biden likes to talk about, ha, 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 throw people in jail. And yet mm-hmm. we have Soros-backed prosecutors, all Democrats around the country, who are who were well, not the prosecutors, but the Democratic Party and their supporters were bailing out rioters during the summer of peaceful protests, actually the year of peaceful protests following George Floyd, literally bailing criminals back out of jail so they could get back out on the streets and continue their looting and burning and assaulting. And you've got this guy up there talking about, oh, the rule of law, and we need to put them in jail. They are despicable. Yeah, so... I don't know if you saw this, Jack Del Rio, the defense coordinator for the Washington commies, um, came out and made some quotes over the week uh, about, you know, I don't, why are we not investigating all the, all the damage from the George Floyd riots and the, the killings and the destruction? Uh, and then we're focusing all this attention on this dust up on January 6th. And he got destroyed in the press, even the NAACP 
wants him to be resigned or fired because he called January 6th a dust up. And he equated that with the George Floyd outrage. So he should be fired. Yeah, that's crime thing. Uh, and, and, and he got, and his, he got uh, fined $100,000 and had to make an apology publicly. Dollars. And he, he backed down pretty quickly right afterwards. But this is what it's come to. If you dare say that was wrong in the, in the sense of the summer 2020 riots, because that's what they were. I, you can call them, you can try to paint it up and make it look better. Those were riots. That was rage. And, so, and, well, and someone, yeah, if someone explained to me why it's not, well, we know why it's not appropriate, but I would make the argument that again, and, and we've talked about this, if you claim to be concerned about attacks on the government and mm-hmm. undermining of democracy, the, the January 6th incident, fine, call it a riot, pales into microscopic insignificance over what occurred over the course of a year, year and a half, where, oh, and by the way, I've heard the argument, well, that's different because, uh, you know, this, this was not the seat of the government. Well, okay, but you know what? They firebombed a police station. They laid siege, literal siege, to a federal courthouse in Portland for Mm -hmm. weeks, okay? Mm -hmm. They were attacking and murdering law enforcement. They were shooting lasers into the eyes of federal law enforcement that showed up on the scene. Two billion, with a B, dollars in damage. Something like, I don't have the figure in front of me, but it was thousands of arrests, dozens Dozens of people murdered, and I'm supposed to take seriously people who are telling me that the January 6th thing was the worst event, the worst episode of domestic terrorism in our nation's history. These people are lying Mm -hmm. and or they are so ignorant that they have no historical frame of reference. They shouldn't even be talking about this. So I I want to posit something about that because you, you bring up a good point. Uh, we're always told this, this thing on January 6th, because it was against the Capitol is somehow different, I guess, than all of the other autonomous zones and, and destruction that happened in other cities in the country. And I, I, I said this at the time, I said, it's reprehensible that it happened but I don't believe for a second, and, and, and please understand, I am not advocating this in any way, shape, or form. I don't want this to happen. But if all 538 government officials, who we call representatives and senators, were somehow ceased to exist, the government would still function. The government would still function. Occupying Washington, D.C. would not change the function of the federal government across this country. It might alter how it's done and where it's done from. This isn't the 18th century where you occupy the the opposing capital and suddenly you've won the war. That wouldn't change what we do. We would still be able to do what we do. It would would change it, but it wouldn't stop it. So, you know, uh, California would still be California whether Washington, D.C. existed or not. Now, it might emotionally change. There was no threat whatsoever. no, No. No to guns. Day to day no function. guns. Again, so the minute you say no guns and then they, they yell insurrection, you know yeah. that they're cartoonishly unserious. And we've used this example before. If you want to understand how disingenuous they are, 
Uh, remember, we've talked about the autonomous zones that were mm -hmm. just set up in multiple American cities. Square blocks, just cordoned off, no-go zones with armed insurrectionists, right? Yeah. Who were, I guess, you know, they needed space to destroy. They decided that they wanted to take over a portion of a city because they were upset about George Floyd. Now, mm -hmm. if you flip the script and instead made that happen in a city and instead of being these George Floyd activists, they were militias who yeah. were angry about who knows, immigration, and they were striding around with their automatic weapons, preventing the police from entering it, you would have had an immediate screeching from every media organ in the country for the imposition of martial law because white nationalists were taking over the country. That's yes. exactly what you would have heard. And instead, it was met with a giant yawn and perhaps actually some applause for these people yeah. to cathartically vent their rage. Well, the, the police in those cities did not immediately try to take them down. They tried to negotiate with them for weeks. Uh, to, I, I actually think months. Months, maybe, yeah. I mean, they just, they just basically, it was essentially, they've seceded from the country. You guys have your good time. The police couldn't even get in. No. Right? They just stayed away. Oh, can we are we allowed to bring an ambulance in for the person having a heart attack? Well, you better go talk to whoever the uh, Banana Republic leader is of our autonomous zone in Seattle. It's incredible. And yeah. yet did did you read did you read a word? A word of this in terms of no. this might be problematic from all the usual suspects, David French, right? All of these people who love to castigate uh, evangelicals who are conservative because they are they're supporting Christian nationalism and they're they're on board the the hateful MAGA train and yet nope all this other stuff really didn't much matter we're just gonna kind of look the other way about that because I'm not really sure why but if you ask why uh, that also probably makes you racist well wasn't wasn't it like I, I don't know, I, I can't remember the number of days but it was like weeks of consecutive days of rioting in Seattle or maybe it was Minneapolis. It was just on and on and on and on. And like, whoa, this is just feeding itself. We don't, we, nothing really came of that. Nothing was, nobody was no. publicly prosecuted nationwide. It wasn't a big story. It was like, oh, well, you know, let's bail them out. Kamal Harris, let's bail them out. Get them, get them back on the streets. You oh, know, that kind well, of thing. And of course the other tactic, you know, what we have immediately seen, because we see this as the playbook anytime, do you think that if had if it had been a a group that could be in any way tied to a conservative movement, you would have immediately had the DOJ and the FBI in there demanding that all law enforcement be placed under federal control, investigations, mm -hmm. fire, right? Yeah. Right? That's oh, what, yeah. I mean, look, that's what they tried to do every time for a single incident with a white cop and a black victim where the feds are now going to come in and take over because this is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. You had an entire city, portions of a city, under control of a group of armed radicals. And, oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. Not a problem. I just They're upset. They're very upset, Chad. Yeah. Well, it was 61 days, 61 consecutive days of rioting in Seattle. Uh-huh. It was three hours in D.C., 61 days of rioting. That, that's, and again, just venting their rage. Just get, here's what I said then, and I continue to say, 
that was inappropriate. That was wrong. And what happened on January 6th? The people that broke in, destroyed things, wrong. Completely wrong. Both are wrong. Neither one was right. But for some right. reason, this, again, it's, don't kid yourselves. This is to distract from all the other garbage coming out of the Biden administration. They want to part Trump. They impeached him twice and they did not successfully remove him, even though the last one was like a couple of days later. Uh, but this is to distract you from all this other stuff. And as Tony pointed out, you have other problems. You have so many other issues. This is a joke. I, there's a, a reporter wrote in um, on Twitter, groceries, 11.9% year over year increase, chicken, 17.4, restaurants, 9%, fuel, oil, 107%, electricity, 12%, in Pennsylvania, it's 38 rent, 5.2, airfare, 37.8, and other services, 5.7. All at least 30-plus years, highest levels in 30-plus years. And with, we're supposed with, with to no care end, about January 6th. no end in sight. With no end in sight. That's, that's not even gas. Gas wasn't on there. Gas has increased. Gas in my area has doubled from the day Joe Biden took, more than doubled from the day Joe Biden took office till today. It's the Putin price hike change. Yes, which happened in March. It was end of February. <laughs> and yet it was higher even before that. Well, they just do. I mean, it, it's, yes. it, was, uh, it was a leading indicator. Uh, well, they, they I think Jennifer Granholm said in, in December she expected the fuel to, to be about 288 a gallon for the remainder of 2022. Yeah, well, she, I mean, uh, she's, a highly, a, she's a highly qualified person. Um, well, she hates gasoline. She wants to burn, burn, burn. Uh, right. But I, th- I, I, I say you, the baby formula, sh- formula shortage, couldn't see that. Nobody could see that except we shut down one of the only two plants making it. Couldn't see it. There might be a problem. Didn't, didn't see that happening. Couldn't, nobody could have predicted that. You know, the, the, the gas, nobody's drilling. You're not giving out leases. I don't care about the 9,000 that they have. If they could drill on them, they would. They can't. Yes, of course. They because the permits, the regulators aren't aren't allowing them to use them. Right. Um, all I mean, you can go down the litany. The other part that you played on, uh, on on Jimmy uh, Kimmel, uh, yeah. the whole thing where he's like, oh, you know, Trump handed out those executive orders like candy. Oh, poor Jimmy. If if only your staff had done a little bit of research. Of course, your your audience of barking seals doesn't care. Joe Biden issued 37 executive orders, I think, in his first day yep. in office. He yep. is he has issued dozens more than Trump. Uh, but, you know, again, in the alternate universe that these people live in, it's like, you know, Trump, he was on his throne of skulls issuing these executive orders. And, you know, Joe Biden is like, well, we're not going to we're not going to do that because um, ice cream. I, I'm hungry for ice cream. He's <laughs> it's you really it's difficult to actually imagine if you went back, let's say five years from that, five years before, even with Obama, that this guy, this, this, I'm sorry, this buffoon, uh, and people are like, yeah, Trump's a buffoon too. But you know what? You don't have to worry about Donald Trump standing up and not understanding or not being aware of the room that he's in, or perhaps going into a fugue state for 15 seconds, can't read a teleprompter, garbles his words. I mean, the fact that this guy is the leader of the free world is incomprehensible. So a guy on Twitter uh, named Town Hall Com, he wrote, you can't control the drilling shipping, storing, refining, buying, selling, trading, and taxing of oil, and then say you don't control oil prices. 
Pretty simple. Well, and if again, the, every the energy, so their policies, their Green New Deal policies on energy is probably 70% of what's driving inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not going to change because they don't, they can't repudiate these policies at all. That's, it's, it's ridiculous. I want to talk about two more things and one briefly, uh, Uvalde, Texas, uh, the tired old cliches about guns. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about it because it, it's meaningless. Harden the schools or shut up. Uh, Correct. Second, uh, second and, part and, is, you know, something must be done. And if you don't agree yeah. with us, you're immoral and you want children yeah. to die. Yeah. Be quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not listening to that sort of no, moral, over that. moral preening. Uh, and, and you know, the quarters from which that emanates, oh, yeah. um, yes. just n- not going to listen to it. You make a case, stop using your common sense, generalities and explain how any of your policies would actually prevent this. And if you can't explain that, then be quiet. Yeah. That's, it's, and, and the Senate come up with the whatever bill, it, it, it's not going to change anything. And I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, the second part of Uvalde, I don't know what happened with the police on site. I've, I've heard a lot of different things. It sounds like the police didn't really want to go in. We're told not to go in. Nobody seemed to know what was going on. I kind of chalked some of that up to, the hate the police over the last couple of years. Um, it may be cowardice. It may be other things. I don't know. I think there's more to come on that. Yeah. I don't, but, I mean, without sad. casting aspersions and you're yeah. right, we don't have enough information. Uh, but I will say that there needs to be a very thorough investigation of how that guy was in a classroom for 75 minutes yeah. before somebody actually was able to get in there and end him. Uh, and you know, I mean, you've read a lot of different things. They couldn't find the keys. Uh, it it was an incredibly chaotic situation, but that, that just simply can't happen. No. Uh, Right. I mean, so for whatever reason, and and I'm not willing to sit here and say, well, the cops were afraid to go in. I think that's completely unwarranted, but I I have no idea if that's true. Under the current rules of engagement and what we know about these kind of shootings, that that was permitted to go on for that long when they were actually receiving 911 calls from kids and teachers inside the class. Yeah. Um, that there, there's just, that's just simply not something that can occur. So they need to figure out why it did occur and prevent that from ever happening again. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, you don't want to go in without a plan, but you don't need to wait over an hour to have a plan for something you trained for in March. Uh, not really sure what changed between then and the end of May. So that's all I want to talk about Uvalde because it, it's been talked to death, uh, literally. Yep. Um, I do want to talk about the, what was it, uh, 13 other articles about local news, but Brett Kavanaugh was, there was an attempted assassination against Brent Kavanaugh. I want to play, because I want to remind people what we're dealing with with some of our elected officials. Um and this this is an oldie but a goodie, but I think we you should listen to this. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. And they're so. I don't blame Bernie Sanders for the shooting by his Bernie bro, but I'm having a hard time not casting aspersions at Chuck Schumer 
after comments like that. And he's not the only one. I'm having well, a hard time. Well, but again, so my normal response to these types of things are uh, the only people that are responsible are the crazy individuals that have gone and attempted or have killed people because unfortunately there's evil people in the world, many of whom are crazy. And most of these kinds of people, uh, you know, they're, 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 purported agenda is all over all over the map you can't even really decipher their motives but to your point we can decipher the motive for james hodgkinson who by the mm-hmm. way is a name that's been memory hold you ask yeah. almost anybody now who's james hodgkinson they have no idea right oh no he was an avid bernie bro and he explicitly stated that he was there at the congressional softball game to murder Republicans. In fact, he asked somebody before he started shooting, are those Democrats or Republicans? So if we're going to now play the guilt by association game that the progressives love to play, because remember, they will try to tie any crazed behavior to political actors on the right. If we're going to use that same template, then Chuck Schumer is absolutely responsible for the whack job that showed up at Brett Kavanaugh's house with a satchel full of all manner of useful tools for murder and mayhem, including gun, electrical tape, zip ties, hammer, right? A whole kit by which Mm -hmm. to potentially murder a Supreme Court justice. And by the way, um, was there any repudiation of that to to any uh, meaningful extent, Chad, by any of these people? Well, I think it was funny that a sitting Supreme Court justice, after, after the Democrats said, well, it's a right to protest and we support that and the president supports the people's right to protest, and then there, this at guy gets homes, picked up at, at their, their homes, homes which, which is, is a federal, present, which is illegal. Yes, it's federal, not legal. Right at their homes, and because he turned himself in, well, he wasn't really going to do it. He was just frustrated and had nothing to do other than I think if I kill Brett Kavanaugh, who did not author the Dobbs release, we don't know what the ultimate is going to be on that. But he didn't offer the opinion. It was Alito, but he thought if he killed Kavanaugh, that would do something now he's crazy well, it actually would obviously. do something because what it would do is it would turn the court back to a 4-4 deadlock which would mean uh roe would still be good law assuming that that opinion but why kavanaugh he didn't write the opinion well you know why kavanaugh because let's go back uh what another oh, yeah. two years yeah. to the oh that's right kavanaugh can't be on the court because he's the shot caller for uh, a group of high school gang rapists in chevy chase right because yeah. he somehow assaulted a woman who was clearly lying and mentally disturbed. Uh, and, but his high school yearbook had photos in it of him, I don't know, going partying or something. So the reason it's Kavanaugh is because they demonized him already. And now this is a sensible solution. He must be the guy, right? Uh, right. that's going to do this. And once again, all you have to do is ask yourself if this had been a guy named Jethro who showed up in his Dodge charger at justice Sotomayor's house they would, mm-hmm. she would now be guarded by multiple judge dreads along with probably air support, right? But yes. hey, whatever. I mean, Pelosi will not agree to the current Senate bill to, to provide the same protection for the justices that are received by the legislature, legislators. Uh-huh. And why is that? Well, because it doesn't include all of the staff and the clerks, but they're not the people that are being targeted. See, right. th- this is so amazing to me that not only the, um, just the complete malevolence, but also the political stupidity. So 
it's low-hanging fruit, right? It's easy. Sure, we support adding security to all the Supreme Court justices. It's a no-brainer, right? No, they, they can't even bring themselves to do that. No. Well, and, and I don't know if you're – I don't think most listeners are aware of this. Every conservative justice on the Supreme Court, their home address has been leaked, and they're having rallies. There's posters up around the D.C. area – to come out for a rally at the homes of these justices, which as we spoke about, well, they also, they also have now leaked um, the school yes, where the school, Justice Amy Coney Barrett's, Barrett's children go. attend. Yeah. That, just, just think about what that means, folks. Just think long and hard what that means. If that was you, if that was you, if you were felt threatened because of your job or because of something you do and people showed up at your house, would you, would you actually think that was okay? Well, they're just exercising their right to protest. It's not a big deal. I wouldn't, if you showed up at my kid's school yelling what I'm sure they're not, they're not saying, hi, how you doing? I hope you're having a good day. I'm pretty sure that's not what they're saying. Would you feel okay with that? Tony, if they came to your kid's school, would you be okay with that? No, of course not. And, no. and, no, and no person actually would believe, no person believes that's okay. But it's okay so long as it's your political enemies. Right. Which, again, if we flip it around, if it was Sotomayor, if it was Ginsburg, she was still alive, and somebody showed up at her house and started threatening her or had a bag full of supplies, would that be okay? No, it would be wrong. It would be 100% wrong. And that's, we talk about rule of law. Biden talks about rule of law and that Trump was supporting the constitution, even though Biden clearly said the rent con, or the uh, rent issue last year, uh, I can't do this constitution, but I'm going to do it anyway. He knew he was wrong and he did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy doesn't care. I am flabbergasted that one, it wasn't front page news everywhere. It was considered local news, local yeah, crime. Right. In local, it was local crime. Seriously? Come on. George Floyd gets killed in Minneapolis. That's a national story. An attempted assassination against a sitting Supreme Court justice is a local crime in D.C. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I well, don't I think. I, yeah. So on the New York Times, I think it landed on page A20. Yeah. Washington it, Post, it's in their local crime section. That, that to me tells me, again, I've not thought that the media was unbiased ever. But you're, what you're showing me is you really don't care. You really think I'm supposed to think you're going to give me a fair and balanced uh, opinion and, and report. You're not. I don't care who you are. I don't care what the media is. It's not fair and balanced. The old Fox tagline, fair and balanced? No, not fair and balanced on no, any, they're, any side. They're not, they're not doing journalism. They haven't been for no. a long time. Certainly not. Basically, this this ratcheted to the point where it was pure propaganda yep. when, when Obama took office and then Trump, uh, you know, made all their heads explode and they actually had to join in the resistance. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond laughable. So I want to finish with something sports related. So we have a, a listener who doesn't like the sports, so you can, you can sign off now. Uh, and I, it's not the Steelers. I want to talk about the Browns and you want to talk about the Browns? That's well, interesting. I want to talk about the fact that the Browns guaranteed a $250 million contract to Deshaun Watson, who 
seems like he may have sexually assaulted every massage therapist in Houston, or it appears that way. <laughs> I'm not saying he did or didn't, but it, it just appears that they're I, – how do I say this without coming across as the jerk? I think nothing happened for a period of time until this one attorney got them all together. Now, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just looks a little more uh, weird to me. And they just keep coming up again and again and again. I think there's definitely smoke there. I'm not sure about the fire, but it it just looks like even though there doesn't seem to be any criminal charges that are going to be filed, he's got a lot of civil cases that could drag on for quite some time, assuming he doesn't get suspended by the NFL until those are adjudicated, which they could, they could have suspended him last year and he didn't, which is also odd. I might add, what were they waiting for? They've, they've acted with less information before and suddenly now they're not. And I don't know why, Um, but did the Browns just, did they just ask for more problems and, mortgage their future for a guy who may never play or may not play anytime soon that you gave a guaranteed contract. And I know this year's is a million dollars versus the 249 for the other four years. But well, I, Chad, I have to assume, uh, I think we talked about this a while back, the, the whole uh, risk reward analysis here, sure. which was if you can get yourself a franchise quarterback uh, because that is, that's what allows you to win championships in the NFL, then you're going to be willing to perhaps even have this process play out over a period of years, right? Or maybe have him suspended. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if you get a guy that young in the fold, who's still healthy, it's worth the roll of the dice. And of course, I'm sure because these NFL teams employ dozens of people who are, you know, investigators and former police detectives. And they, I mean, they, I'm sure saturation covered what was going on here to try to find out, okay, how bad is it? Is this credible? What's the likely implications for a criminal case? But it's looking increasingly like that they may have gambled and lost on this one because I don't have any reason to think, um, that Deshaun Watson Watson is going to be taking the field anytime soon as their quarterback. Well, think about this. He didn't play at all last year. He has not played since late December, early January of 2020. And he may not play this year. Yeah. I don't know that that's, I mean, are you, are you concerned about just rust? Like the guy, well, there's going to be rust regardless field. because even in the off season, there's still rust, but this guy hasn't been hit in over a year. It may be two or more. He hasn't been in a game time situation with the speed of a real game. So there's going to be some rust, but I feel like the the Browns gave up three first round picks and three additional picks. They gave up six picks for this guy and then guaranteed a contract, which is unheard of, especially at the quarterback position to guarantee a contract because you can. Yes. Well, and that is the most that, so that part of it is the most perplexing because you would have thought uh, that any team would be in a position of strength uh, in terms of any negotiation with Deshaun Watson because it's not clear whether Deshaun Watson is, was ever going to be able to play football again, right? right. He's, so in other words, the idea, why would you, with the leverage, tell him, 
we're guaranteeing you this amount of money. Now, again, unless they knew that there were other suitors who were prepared to do that. And maybe that's the case, but you would think that you could have approached his agents and said, here's the situation. Your client is in a pickle. Uh, we're not even sure whether he can play, but we're willing to take, you know, take a fling on him. Um, Mm -hmm. but he's not getting, he's, uh, and you know what, here's the thing. And we will pay him fair market value, but we're Mm -hmm. not guaranteeing any of this. Okay. So this is going to be a year to year situation. Once he starts playing, prove it. And if he does it, we will re- we'll agree to re-up. You know, we'll give him some minimal upfront money. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It is kind of crazy that he got that amount of guaranteed money. Well, I think if you're – you probably most people probably don't remember this. There were, there were a number of suitors. I think Carolina was in there, maybe the Raiders or the, the Dolphins. I, I don't remember who else. Um, and then the day before he decided where he was going to go, he said the Browns were out. You know, they'd gone down to see him in Houston and uh, didn't tell Baker Mayfield they were going. He had hurt feelings and probably still continues to have hurt feelings. And the Browns were told they were out. And then the next day, the Browns signed signed and trade. Like, what happened? I think the guaranteed money was what Deshaun Watson was thinking. Hey, I've got all this hanging over me. They're offering me, you know, it's the NFL, so I can offer you whatever I want. Doesn't mean you're actually going to get it. Getting a guaranteed contract He's got, he's got what he needs. He's guaranteed. Even if he never plays another down in the NFL, he's got $250 million. Now I think, and I would be, well, this is the Brown. So I don't want to say for sure. I would suspect they said, is this it? Are, are these the extent of what we're going to deal with? And if he signed off and said, yes, and we put in a contract for it, anything additional comes up or a percentage higher, we can renegotiate that money or we can pull some of that back. Would you be surprised if that was the case? You know, would I be surprised? A, I, I wouldn't be surprised about that. I don't know no. if it's true. I haven't seen yeah. the contract. But it feels like the Browns had to have said, okay, if, th- if it's 22, and these are the cases, we've done our due diligence, we understand what we're de- dealing with. But now it's 23, it could be 24. Apparently he had 66 different massage therapists in Houston. If it gets to 66, do they say, hey, we're out and we're not paying you, we'll find a way to... Not I, well, here's the thing. I also would assume, even though the situation was in flux, that they would have gone to Goodell and yeah. and the league and said, okay, here's what What's we know. Be? If this is turns out to be all there is, right, and if there are no actual criminal charges, what is the league going to do with him, right? What, what's, right? what is the likely internal... NFL imposed punishment. They would, I'm, I'm sure they had those conversations and I'm sure the answer was, we can't really tell you that, but guaranteed there was probably some indication of you're looking at a six month suspension. You're looking at a full season suspension, whatever. That's also had to be part of the calculus. Yeah. And I'm sure all the teams did that. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't. And I think it's gotta be at least a year. I can't imagine. See, we've talked about this before. The NFL doesn't need court cases to determine suspensions. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was suspended for four games for two allegations. So he, it doesn't matter if you got convicted. doesn't mean if you had anything four games there, I can't imagine he doesn't get a year if, and when the NFL, what I don't understand is why the NFL is waiting. Well here. Okay. So here's the reason that I can't imagine it is because you alluded to earlier in this discussion, Look what happened to Jack Del Rio yeah. for having the audacity to say, huh, 
maybe we should be looking at the year-long riots, uh, and they're actually pretty comparable to the dust-up at the Capitol. He gets fined, forced yep. to issue a Soviet-style apology for that. Can you? And so the NFL is is incredibly woke as it is. Can you imagine the political backlash if they let? Deshaun Watson stride out onto the field with all of this stuff having gone on. I, I it's impossible. They, they will never do it. Do you suspect it's because of uh, his race? Partially. Do I suspect what is about his race? Do you suspect that anybody else this far out from the event would have had NFL punishment by now? Well, you I can't tell me the NFL doesn't. I mean, in other words, you pick. If this was Baker Mayfield, yeah, <laughs> his career Baker Mayfield is done. Been suspended. Done. Now, now again, we also have to. We sh- it's an apples to oranges comparison in terms of uh, ability, right? In other oh, words, yeah. Baker Mayfield is nobody's franchise quarterback. But yeah, there there is clearly because in in today's America there is always a racial component to everything. Yes, there would have been a a hanging jury. Uh, if this had, if if this was not a guy who was a young African American, I, I have no doubt about that. Well, I I'm just still perplexed that it's got, the NFL hasn't done whatever they were going to do. They can't say we're waiting for more information. The, yeah, the I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. There, I think there's a lot of different power dynamics going on behind the scenes, and they're being pulled in a lot of different um, directions in terms of their, you know political orientation and their public messaging. Mm-hmm. And, and plus I don't, I mean, I think Roger Goodell is, uh, you know, is, this, is an empty suit. He, he, I mean, everything that he has handled that in this sort of area, I think they've bungled in one mm-hmm. way or another. So I don't see any reason to think that they're going to improve. So you brought up Goodell. Is Goodell going to survive the John Gruden trial? Interesting. I don't think he is. Uh, I don't know and, and first of all, I am sure that Gruden's lawyers are finding a tr- well. Not only is Goodell going to survive, who else among the what is it like twenty thousand pages of email? I thought it was sixty thousand. I Maybe thought it was sixty. It was right? huge. Sum. So they so you know they cherry picked ones that they could use to to force John Gruden out. But mm-hmm. oh my. Uh, the the dish best served cold may be forthcoming very soon here. I, I just can't I can't fathom the justification for leaking only John Gruden. When we there's a lot of smoke around the Washington commies and their entire modus of operation, such that Daniel Snyder's not even in charge right now because his his wife's taken over. I cannot fathom in sixty thousand pages or whatever it turns out to be that there's not something to say now how did this get out again because only the nfl had this and somehow it gets out about john gruden really that seems yep. surprising because there's got to be other things in there i can't imagine they, they only found the things from yeah, john gruden it's it's, pure, it's purely coincidental chad you're very <laughs> you're very cynical <laughs> that's what that's what goodell said it's purely coincidental <laughs> Nothing to do with that. Right. I just have to accidentally yeah. send the whole thing to a, a reporter and it, it just came out. I don't understand. That's right. I, I just don't see how he survives uh, a deposition. Don't worry. He'll be okay. Because uh, well, I think he's now, he now makes $60 million a year. <laughs> think about that. You called him an empty suit. 
He's making more than Deshaun Watson. You're right. You know what? Here. He he may be a super genius. Um, Maybe. Uh, because sixty million dollars be an empty who suit. Who else can get paid that amount of money to? Well, I mean, really, Chad, what does he do? I, I understand. Look, you know, we say that about everyone, every person's job, and and, and there's things behind the scenes. But but literally, what does he do? He he sits at games every Sunday in various owners' boxes. Yes, mm -hmm. he has to deal with the Players Association. Yes, behind the scenes, I'm sure he has to have meeting after meeting about marketing and personnel. But you know what? So what? Yeah. I can do that. CEOs do that all the time. Can, you know what? And the guy has, I mean, he literally has no personality whatsoever. But no. $60 million. It does seem like a, a bit much for what you're getting. But what, who am I to say? I do not know. I just thought it's, it's a very interesting concept to me. That these are the stories happening. They're not Steeler related. They're not, have nothing to do with the Steelers. Uh, I think it's interesting. The Browns are going to probably have to start Mayfield. After yeah, probably. And again, you know, look, Baker is um, he is what he is. He's a yeah. he's an above above average NFL starter. I also think that he was he was injured last year. Mm -hmm. um, he's capable of being a, a solid NFL quarterback, but he's not he's not in the top ten. Well, Fitzmagic, what was he? Nineteen seasons or something? Seventeen seasons? He got paid a bunch of yeah. money to not be that good consistently. So. It can happen. Well, you know, the thing about magic was, was that he's a guy that he was kind of a guy that when he got on a heater, yeah, he could be as good as anybody in the league. And, but then he would go through these periods where, I mean, I think he had back-to-back -back games where he had in one game, six touchdowns. And then the next game, six interceptions or five interceptions. Uh, I mean, he has, he has talent. And what I've read about him is incredibly smart guy. Uh, really beloved by the guys that he plays with. He's very tough. So, I mean, I think he's actually a, a good player. But again, he's certainly not a guy that's, you know, uh, I, I would not say he's a clipboard holder because I think he has more talent than that. And he's put up numbers. I mean, look, when he, uh, what was this, last year, when he was the starter in Miami, he was playing really well. And then they decided, well, we're going with Tua. So he's got some ability. Well, yeah, I I don't know. Those are just interesting side stories to me. It's the off season for football, but I just think those are kind of interesting because it could radically change things about the, the NFL. And, and if you're now going to start guaranteeing quarterback salaries, now it hasn't come anywhere else, but like see other people saying like, you know, Mahomes wants to renegotiate. I want it all guaranteed. Yeah. Do they do it? I don't well, know. <laughs> uh, maybe. It's, interesting. it's an interesting question. They, they certainly have enough money. Um, here, oh wait, I do want to close with one quick sure. Steelers tidbit. Okay. So were you happy or not happy with Pittsburgh hometown hero Pickett being the selection? Um, I, th I think they needed a quarterback and I'm disappointed that they waited till after Ben retired to really get somebody. And I, I don't know if Pickett is the guy. Uh, I think they're making... I think the Rooney family feels like they lost, they missed out on Marino, even though they could have taken Marino. But that's, they, they but see, that's my, my theory about this is, and look, I, I think Pickett is actually potentially going to be a pretty good NFL player, Yeah, but they couldn't do a repeat of the Marino, like the Marino curse. If they had, if they had bypassed another Pittsburgh quarterback with, yeah. you know, sort of potential, 
franchise implications. Mm-hmm. And then he had gone to another team and turned out to be really good. They, they could have never lived that down if they did that again. And I think that's where it comes. Excuse me. That's where it comes down to. I I believe they felt like, boy, we we can't do this, even if it's not the right pick. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and this guy. Gonna, to be clear, this guy is not going to be Dan Marino. Uh, I would be surprised. But, no, that's impossible. That will never happen. Uh, but he could be. He could be a, a pretty good, you know, NFL starter, and maybe a guy that you know, becomes yeah. an upper echelon QB. It's way too early to say uh, the NFL quarterback position is still one of the great crap shoots yeah. in, in American sports, even though there's probably more intensive study money data analysis that is spending yet. They still basically know nothing. Well, I, I think the fact that Kenny Pickett was in the same building that coaches had to have seen him playing even practicing, they had to have more knowledge of him than they would have maybe almost any other quarterback in this draft. And I think they had the same thing with Dan Marino. I think Dan Marino's rumors of drug use. I think the, the Rooney's couldn't, couldn't pull the trigger on that. I really, I think they wanted to, but I really think that weighed against him and it turned out to be nothing. Um, I don't, I think Kenny Pickett, maybe it's a chance to be Alex Smith or Dave Craig. Both well, had very small hands. If he turns out to way. be Alex Smith, Alex Smith was pretty darn good. In fact, yeah. a guy I think that has been in some ways very underrated. If you look at how he was playing before mm-hmm. his injury, mm-hmm. um, really good quarterback. Yeah. Not you know not Mahomes level. No, no, no but, Mahomes is not great. But certainly in a tier, certainly I think a top ten guy. If you go back, people don't mm-hmm. realize. Um, how good his stats were and just how well he was playing when he was with the chiefs before his, uh, before his injury. And I think that's the thing it's, he was not great in San Francisco, but he had a lot of quarterback coaches. He had a lot of coaches cycle through. So I think that became part of the problem for him. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, they needed a quarterback period. He will, he may have been, I think Malik Willis was in that discussion, but Malik went quite a bit further down the draft. So maybe they saw some things. A lot of teams saw some things. This wasn't a quarterback heavy draft. So it might've been a bit of a reach, but they needed a quarterback and they weren't going to attract. They don't do free agent. They don't do a lot of big money, free agents. And to get a quarterback of high quality, not out of the draft, you're going to have to pay a lot of money. And I just don't see that as a destination for most people. I think they were looking at, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but San Francisco hasn't released him. I think they'd take Baker Mayfield, but Cleveland hasn't released him. So nobody's willing to trade enough for that. They'd have to be on the free agent market, and maybe they would get in there. But I think Kenny Pickett's serviceable. We'll see. Mitch Trubisky, I I have no real thought that Mitch Trubisky is the savior either. I think he's a holdover. Get him from here to someone else. Whoever that is, I don't know. But that's my take on that. I don't know if I'm right or not, but... It should be an interesting. I don't think they're going to have a great season. I think the Steelers are going to be third or fourth in the AFC North um, and, and not even close to the top. Uh, I just can't imagine why they would be. They, yeah. they don't have enough. We shall see. The line see. is still suspect in the quarterbacking. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Mason Rudolph is not the answer. I can tell you that. Uh, regardless of what he thinks, he's not the answer. So, I think that, that is your correct. Question? <laughs> that get you enough Steelers talk for people. Yes, that was enough Steelers talk. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to share? No, I think we've, uh, again, we've, we've taken up enough time for our, that's that's fair. 
That's for our latest. Okay. Uh, there's probably some other things we can talk about next no. time. There's sure. I'm sure there are. There always will be. Every time well, we I'm get sure on by next time, by next time, maybe we will actually have the release of the uh, the, the long-awaited Alito yeah. opinion. That should be interesting. If it, I, I told, I said this before. If it comes out different, if it comes out different, the Supreme Court is forever destroyed yep. uh, as a credible institution within our government. It, it will be if they cave to this political pressure, it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, they I might agree. as well just. They might as well just say, "Listen, uh, this next case that's coming up, uh, just the left wing activist groups tell us what you want, and then we'll we'll let yeah. Alito and Thomas and Gorsuch dissent, and then we'll just write the opinion." Yeah. In fact, yeah, so, actually, just have your uh, have your own in house lawyer send us a draft. Yeah. We'll tweak it and we'll sign it. And that's about all they care about at that point. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. Thanks for listening. This has been a Hannah Tree production.